Hello and welcome to this Innovation Forum podcast with me, Ian Welsh. I'm delighted that joining me today is Bara Robin, who's Business Development and Partnership Lead at Earthworm Indonesia. Earthworm is, of course, the International Environment and Development NGO. Welcome, Bara. Thank you for having me, Ian. Let's start by thinking a little bit about the work of Earthworm. Can you give a bit of background to your work? What are your goals at Earthworm and how do you go about achieving them? In Earthworm, we always start our approach by connecting brands to their producers, refineries, as well as sourcing plantations in order to support their sustainability commitments. And our supply chain work has always been the approach or rationale for us to work in a specific landscape. By connecting brands' commitments to the direct intervention on the ground, we have somewhat a clear visibility in our goal for this specific sourcing area. On the other hand, our relentless landscape team had always been using participatory processes, going into the targeted community in order to ensure inclusivity and transparency throughout the process. Landscape diagnostics, as well as participatory land use planning, or we call it PLUP, are two main approaches of our direct intervention in order to understand the situational background for environmental as well as social in the specific areas. Intervention also may, may vary from, you name it, like organic fertilizer testing up to intercropping practices from one area to another. In general, we divide our main interventions to several outcomes for our targeted landscape around forest protection and conservation, resilient farmers, community rights. This would include the tenure and, and conflict resolution work, stakeholder support, as well as workers and families. At the end, this outcome is interlinked one to another in a multidimensional way. As if we wanted to resolve one challenge in a specific theme, in most cases, this will need the support in finding solution for the other themes. So we're going to focus on a palm oil project in Indonesia. What are the principal challenges for the palm oil sector in general and specifically in Indonesia? This issue has been going on for quite some time and has been going on forever and ever, I would say. But I guess we would see three main challenges, mainly for Indonesia, I would say still deforestation mostly driven by smallholder plantation as well as old plantation with low productivity. This would somehow relate with one of our solution within the field for the replanting. So we want to ensure that the replanting is directed to the right beneficiaries, for example, with the right mechanism going forward. The second would be still around tenurial issues. So we see illegal activities going on here and there even between communities and concession, as well as government-owned. So this kind of relates to Earthworm's grievance mechanism policies, as we established. This usually escalated into conflict. That's why we have one of these sets of activities of the conflict resolution. The third would be around labor issues, informal workers, contract with less to no benefits, health facilities, even fairness on the target versus payment, and um, a bit of a child labor. So those three, I guess, would be the main challenges that we face at the moment. So you're working with Lao Banco, Indonesian palm oil business. What are you doing with them and why did you start working with them? So I guess as a background, we know that Aceh province is 60, around 70% is basically supplied to global market. This could through producers, brand, etc. And the fact that their concession are located in the looser ecosystem periphery. So you can imagine that this would mount a global concerns with regards to deforestation. Lao Banco is not a big producer companies and categorized as small enterprise. Their lack of exposure of assembly initiatives, while big producers, uh, for example, have the commitments that follows with resources to support the sustainability work. This is not the case for them, basically. We need to support Loud Banco to kind of show that the small medium enterprise can also achieve sustainability pathways. I mean, they're aware of, of their limitation, the lack of resources, hence the commitments and the need to showcase publicly that, that palm oil smallholders can achieve sustainability measures. 
Thanks, Barra. I'm delighted that we are joined now by Wayuji Putro Wododo, Section Head for the Sustainability and Smallholder Scheme, which is known as Plasma, at Lao Banco in Indonesia. Welcome. Perhaps you can start by giving us a little bit of background to why your company started developing more sustainable practices in your operations. Hello, salam kenal. Saya Wahyudi, Manager Sustainability Lot Banku. Hi, a pleasure to meet you. I'm Wahyudi and I'm the Sustainability Manager at Laut Banko. I'd like to share the story about Laut Banko's sustainability journey. Before 2020, we didn't have a sustainability policy, as well as the request from local communities on the gazettement of Laut Banko's new land use title. From 2014 until 2021, we kept finding several allegations that Laut Banco was among the companies that harmed the forests. In 2021, we adopted sustainability and NDPE policies, and we started to understand the importance of sustainability in the palm oil industry for environmental, social and labor reasons. We also conducted conflict mapping in partnership with BORF, a team of experts from Forestry and Environmental Faculty at the Bogor Agricultural Institute in order to conduct the integrated HCV-HCS assessment. What about your work with Earthworm? How is that developed? Perjalanan Sustainability Lot Banco dimulai dari we started our journey towards sustainability in mid-2021, when we encountered Earthworm Foundation, an international NGO. After that, we brainstormed about sustainability in the palm oil sector and agreed on a partnership with Earthworm to implement sustainable practices in our business to include environmental, social and labor aspects. In July 2021, we collaborated with Earthworm to develop the NDPE scoping on environmental, social and labor aspects. For NDPE, we first catch up with sustainability aspects by developing its standard operation procedures. Then we socialized HCV within the company as well as local communities. After that, we started to monitor the forest cover that has been identified as high carbon stock. After that, we set up information board to socialize on the designed HCV as well as restrictions for people below 18 years to enter the area the importance of HSE and also grievance mechanism. In August 2021, together with Earthworm, we carried out a verification exercise on the grievance mechanism follow-ups that resulted in a report in which we involved the Global South Semester Factory team. In September 2021, we established Loud Banco Sustainability Team that includes Environmental Head, Social Head, as well as Labor Head. We also implemented a dashboard, as well as joined several training sessions to build internal capacity about HCV, HCS identification, labor, FPIC and conflict resolution. In October 2021, we gradually implemented all sustainability requirements. We have set our impro improvement plan in collaboration with Earthworm. 
setiap persyaratan dalam November 2021 we team with BRF from Bogor Agricultural Institute to conduct HCV HCS assessment alignment to HCVRN standards including HCV HCS error identification within Laut Mangos concession and its surroundings From December 2021 to last April, BRF from Bogor Agricultural Institute carried out a public consultation on their HCV HCS assessment. They also carried out a social impact study and held a conflict mapping in Laut Mangos concession. From May 2022 until now, the report on HCV HCS has been submitted to HCVRN for the first review. Multi-stakeholders collaboration to solve conflicts has been also conducted. We also implement monitoring in the HCV HCS area. So, uh, what's next? At Laut Banco, we continue to make an effort to make the requirements until we get the ISPO certification. We are strongly committed to be sustainable palm oil plantation and to be environmentally friendly. And this was the story on our transformation and journey towards sustainability. Thank you. Barra, back with you. What are for you the big achievements of the project? Not a self-declaration of achievement, but I guess this is something that small steps that we achieve together in collaboration with them. Laut Banco has committing to protect 475 hectares of conservation areas identified within their concession. And in the late 2021, Rainforest Action Network named Laut Banco as one of the companies that had shown the most notable progress in ending forest clearance. In addition, after completing an HES and HEV assessment in quarter 2 2022, Laut Banco designated a conservation area in total of 690 hectares, um, total of go and no-go area, and has planned to restore uh, further 1,462 area, both inside and outside its concession. In addition, the, the company developed a plasma scheme and set aside around 740 hectares for eight farmers cooperative as part of the conflict resolution work plan, as we call it RKPK in, in Indonesia. Earthworm also facilitated the implementation of the plasma scheme, engaging the National Land Agency, BPN, to legalize the plasma plots already agreed with these 488 farmers, covering a total plantation of 500 hectares. From a community rights perspective, Earthworm provided support to conduct conflict resolution processes as part of Laut Banco's engagement uh, with local communities. The scope included a disputed area of 460 hectares claimed by 52 local communities within one division of Pete Laut Banco's concessions. A joint team of Laut Banco, the National Land Agency, village government community representative, and also Earthworm conducted a ground verification exercise of the concessions boundaries. This ground verification process provided the foundation for Laut Banco to draft 23 conflict resolution work plans, so RKPK basically. And the recent updates, the Laut Banco has established an MOU with SMK Satu Sultan Daulat, which is a vocational school in Sultan Daulat subdistrict, to support their curriculum alignment to develop an industry-relevant curriculum for their graduates, basically, yeah. And from Earthworm's perspective then, what have been the principal challenges in the project and, and how have you overcome them? I guess it would be um, Laut Banco have limited to no resources to support this CBI target. This, this itself is a huge challenge when you talk about small, medium enterprise for Palm oil. When they started the sustainability journey, they have been cut down from buyers as a result of the deforestation issues, the public push and drive. So their challenges would be on how to keep the business running while embark on the sustainability journey. 
one of the solution is to publicly commit to NDP commitments and embark actually on the sustainability journey. As we partner with them, we try to mobilize our producer members to support the journey so they could really support the transformation process, as well as to submit the HEVRN report to, so then to be reviewed in order to support the commitments. You mentioned the challenge around keeping the business running whilst going on the journey. I guess ultimately they have to develop a more sustainable approach to keep their business running because their customers are requiring this of them. So it's a necessity, not a nice to have. So what's next for the project then, Barra? I guess in the in the shorter term, we would keep aiming, I guess for next, we keep aiming for the persistent issues, which is quite of a long-term conflict resolution. As I mentioned before, they have quite multilateral conflict resolution with the government, with the community. So I guess we keep on supporting on that particular issues. And from the HGV point of view, I guess uh, we will keep supporting Laut Blanco to conduct remediation action plan for conservation. So basically compensation for their forest loss, Ian. Going back to what we talked about earlier then, in terms of the challenges for the broader palm oil sector, what do you learnt from this project with Lao Banco? To what extent do you think that the issues addressed by the project reflect the overall palm oil sector challenges? Well, I guess the spirit would be walking bit by bit, Ian, in this case. So, so in the spirit of sustainability, this would kind of provide the proof of concept, we hope, of replication uh, on others to follow, basically. Encourage others to replicate, as well as to prove limitation and challenges can somewhat be overcome through collaboration and long-term partnership. And to solve these issues, I guess we just have to be courage enough to be grounded and to be centered on the issues. That's why most of our earthworm workers and supporters are based in the field together with them, face the challenge on a daily basis. That would be one of the agenda going forward. What are the key components that need to be in place to allow project impacts to scale? You talked about proof of concept. How do you get beyond that and move towards project implementation and project scale? Grounded is one of the keywords that uh, we hold best. We try to build local capacity, basically, Ian, um, working closely with the local stakeholders as much as possible, um, not only to ensure inclusivity within the process, but also the transfers of knowledge to transfer capacity for them. The second would be around develop workable mechanism. This is something that we try to work out going forward in the long term on a scalability model, together with the key relevant stakeholders to best to come up with a viable, sustainable business plan, if that makes sense, going a micro business and then upscale and I guess do our application and so on and so forth. The last thing would be to, and importantly, to in institutionalize this mechanism within local institution. I guess this would kind of hold like several periodic multi-stakeholder meetings and discussion uh, over time. Thinking of Earthworms work going forward then, what are you going to be doing more of in the future in the palm oil sector? I guess taking into account several of our approach that has been moved, quote unquote, from the piloting phase into a more replicative phase. We plan to scale up our approach in order to reach bigger impact for all key relevant stakeholders. This scale up concept will definitely involve several stakeholders, as well as a robust concept with a ready to launch business model in a specific targeted landscape. Apart from the scaling model itself, we will keep on supporting the replication process to other landscape with similar characteristics. So just ensure the replication is smooth. Apart from that, we will keep on involving more players across sectors, be it national and subnational government, private sectors, partner organization on the ground, as well as academics and experts in order to achieve our common goal and common impact for the environment communities. Lastly, I guess some discussion around theme diversification, such as food security initiative, as well as climate adaptation metrics and efforts are on the menu for next year. Not only to kind of scale impact, but also to ensure that we work together to find a solution for the people and planet. Well, thank you. It's fascinating hearing about your work and also the work of your colleagues at Lao Banco. For now, Barra Robin from Earthroom Indonesia, thanks very much. Thank you for having me, Ian. Yeah.